Howdy losers, Juan Sanchez here in the Zen Den, coming at you with the 35th episode of the Million Ex-Girlfriends podcast. If you're a returning viewer or if you're a new viewer, make sure to hit that like button and I will personally show up to your house and suck your dick. And if you don't have a dick, then I'll, I don't know, do your dishes or something. Uh, anyway, I'm going to jump right into it. The first, I'm going to talk about a couple of news stories on today's episode. This this is a news episode. This is a, this is a, this is a MSNBC Philip DeFranco segment, <clears throat> but... There's a couple stories that have been on my mind recently. The very first one is uh, this one uh, from MSN.com. This is the the source that I'm reading it from. Trump tells African Americans to understand their history or you will quote-unquote go back to it again. This is written by Greg Evans three days ago. Um, Hey, dude, what? You can't say that. Well... Okay, you can say that, but, like, no, you shouldn't. Uh, in, in this article, he goes on to say, uh, the people don't know they're, why they're tearing the statues down. Bull-ass fucking shit, dude. We all know exactly why those statues are being taken down. Unlike the gay fraternity and dear white people, this country's problematic past was not fun at all. Probably not even for white people, because historically they've like never been happy or satisfied with anything. However, they've had it a lot easier in this country, and most of them still aren't even happy. I just said the same thing twice, but whatever. Always looking for a boogeyman to blame their problems on, and assuaging racism with alarming ease. Like, have you ever seen a white person assuage or talk off racism, so like, and just be like, excuse me? Um... <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I'll be like talking to a, uh, to a, and when I say white friend, I mean, I have a lot of white friends that are good white people. They get it. But when I'm talking to like one of the shittier white people I know, one of the ignorant white people, they, they have a tendency to, to, you know, oh, oh, there's no problem. You know, black cops don't have a problem with black people. They just have a problem with people who are breaking the law. Bull fucking shit. Cops are basically high school bullies who never did anything with their lives and they just want to have a little power and a little control and so boom that's where you get cops from um in the msn article written by greg evans he reports on an interview that was done on fox and friends by an anchor who's named Killmead. i don't know his first name i think that's i think that's his last name i think Killmead is his last name but i could be wrong I was wrong about Gabby Fuego and Astrid S. I got those completely backwards. Astrid S. is a woman. Gabby Fuego is a man. Easy mistake, but whatever. Anyway, uh, Kilmeade asked Trump in a surprisingly ballsy move for a Fox anchor. Since you've done a lot for the African-American community, what is your message to them with their ancestors enslaved because of these leaders who are commemorated on these monuments? Uh, Greg then goes on to write what should have been a relatively easy answer and an apology from Trump for the history of injustice and inequality forced upon black Americans turned into a complete mess of an answer. Trump turned to telling black people to learn U.S. history or risk quote-unquote going back to it again. That's ominous. Notice how he notice he avoids saying how we're going to go back to it. Is he implying that he's going to reinstitute slavery? Because we already have prisons. 
Uh, Greg then continues to write, Kilmeade wisely changed the subject after hearing this answer, which was probably for the best. And that was the end of the article. It ends with an ellipsis. Um, I, guess, I don't see too many news stories ending with ellipses. Um, ellipses tend to be overused, but when you use them correctly, they're, they're good effect. I overuse ellipses on social media all the time. All the time. All the time. All the time. I'm always overusing. I never don't overuse ellipses. However, because I overuse them so much, I notice, I notice them when they pop up in other places. They don't tend to pop up in news articles too much, which shows me how taken aback uh, Greg is by by what he's reporting on it sounds to me like fox is trying to hold trump accountable in the flimsiest most non-committal way possible but it's too little too late for me i've been done with fox since before they became the trump propaganda network on a somewhat related note it was recently revealed that russia had hits out on american soldiers trump knew and did nothing just like with coronavirus. He was told about it and chose to ignore it. Tried to play the I'm too stupid or ignorant to know what's going on card that he likes to play. He seriously thinks that's an excuse. He is so mentally incompetent, he thinks that flaunting his mental incompetence is an excuse or a justification. I have friends in the armed forces. I have family that works in the government. This guy has directly endangered people who are close to me because he's either evil or just fucking retarded. At the risk of disparaging the mentally disabled, I bet Trump has an IQ of 66. And I'm being generous. So yeah, a bunch of Captain Planet villains are running the country, and I see no hope for a better future. You know, there aren't intermissions enough in movies anymore. Everybody thinks their time is worth so fucking much. Listen, we all got the same time. Time moves the same for all of us. If I want to go see a if I want to make a 90-minute movie and put a 15-minute intermission in the middle so people can go have a smoke break, I'm going to fucking do that. Hmm. This is some weed I got from a friend of mine. I will not say who, but uh, they did a very good job growing it. I like it quite a bit. If I had to uh, say a complaint, if I had one complaint about it, is that uh, I looked at it under a microscope and it did appear to have too, too many trichomes on it. Now, I'm a stoner. Not really much of a science. I mean, I like science, but I'm, it, when it comes to weed, I'm not going to get into the science of it because I just like getting high. However, um, you know, more trichomes, whatever, fucking, fucking... Pe pe people who are crazy about weed pay attention to that kind of thing. I know a lot of people who are crazier about weed than I am. Like I said, I just like getting high. I like having a lot of weed around. I like smoking weed. I like being high. Um... But yeah, this is this is good anyway. I mean, it's still good. Hmm.
Damn. <coughs> okay. So, I want to talk about uh, this article I read recently about saturation of information. But first, I want to do a preface. I'm just leaving it all in. I've been an avid news follower for 14 years now. I started following world events because of Countdown with Keith Olbermann on MSNBC, which used to air in the mid to late 2000s. That's half my life following world events, politics, social issues, and Lord knows whatever else I thought would enrich me as a person, and I've had enough. See, cell phones made information easily accessible to idiots who overestimate their own intelligence, and now there's a bunch of Dunning-Kruger dummies running around saying weird shit because their internet echo chambers give them the audacity to be a detriment to society. So now the preface is over, I want to get into the article I just talked about, from 10.medium.com. And uh, <clears throat> this part's going to, I'm just going to read this next part word for word. So I don't remember what the preceding statement was. I clipped some of it out. But um, this is where it starts. It's a lot. And our ability to process it all may be reaching a critical limit. A growing body of research highlights the strain on our ability to read, understand, process, and take action on the flood of news with which we're confronted. Some of the biggest events in 2020 have demanded more of our time, more direct action, and have been more emotionally taxing than we're used to. The result feels like a mental DDoS attack that drags down our mental health, allows misinformation to thrive, and even makes the job of delivering news more difficult. As information becomes more accessible, news cycles often struggle to keep one topic in focus for long. A political scandal on Monday that would have rocked the nation for weeks and decades past might be out of this news cycle by Tuesday now. This can sometimes be by design, as politicians learn that one of the best ways to combat breaking news is with more breaking news. It's a strategy that former Trump campaign strategist Steve Bannon referred to as flooding the zone with shit. So, and this is me talking now, not the article. The guy who said that he was going to drain the swamp hired a guy whose strategy is to flood the zone with shit. Those two statements could not be any more technically or grammatically, like, opposite. They could not be any more from, like, two different worlds. They, they could not... You cannot find two statements that contradict each other anymore. Back to the article. While it's possible to read more than one news article in a day, research published in the Journal of Experimental Psychology shows that the less time a person has to spend comprehending a story, the less likely they are to be skeptical of a false story. Further study by researchers at Macquarie University and MIT suggested this effect was more likely to account for people believing fake news than political bias. <coughs> so contrary to popular belief, this, again, 
that's that's the end of the bit of the article. That's the end of that segment of the article. This is me talking again. So contrary to popular belief, more information actually makes you stupider and is bad for your mental health. <clears throat> I'm giving up the news for a bit. If bits and pieces find their way to me, oh well. But I'm not going to set aside time for catching up on news anymore. I just can't do it. I'm too sad. It's too much. This is the most pessimistic I've ever been in my life. And the news definitely isn't helping. Um, I deleted all the social media apps off my phone and tablets. Um, I can still access them on my computer. But uh, I'm going to try to figure out how to block those from myself. Uh... Because I've just I've had enough. I've had enough information for now. <laughs> Woo! I have never used this phrase before. But I really need to unplug for a bit. And not just from the news, but I don't know, maybe from music and movies too. I've been watching and listening to so much stuff. I don't know who I am or what I like anymore. I feel like I was more creative when I was a kid because I had access to fewer things. Because A, I was poor, and also B, the technology wasn't where it is. So I was always fantasizing and dreaming up creative stuff. Musical passages, visual tableaus, snippets of writing. Just I was always having ideas of my own. But now when I try to create, I have a hard time. Because... Everything I try to create, I think to myself, that's been done before, so what makes you so special, dick? The truth is, I don't think I'm special. It just makes me feel good to create things. I really do miss doing origami. Time to plug some shit. I wrote a micro essay that I'm proud of. I'm going to link that in the description along with the articles I covered earlier. No music or movies this week. Um, I'm doing videos about music here and uh, I've been conceptualizing some videos about movies as well as, uh, as well as another special little project that's close to my heart. So stay tuned for that. I do want to take some time to refocus and point some attention towards some albums by some local artists that came out earlier this year. It was like a, within like two weeks there was like a block of like four albums that came out all together um, by local artists that I've actually, that have been helping me get through 2020. Uh, the first one is New York Morning by my boy Jesse Piff and his boy Sam Comfort. <clears throat> it's just a really fun uh, hip hop album, so... Rhode Island hip-hop, I mean, my boys are definitely leading the, leading the charge. Jesse, Jesse Piff, Sam Comfort, Spock Summer, um, Silver, Solar Witch, uh, th those guys are all underground kings as far as I'm concerned. Those guys are all leading the charge when it comes to like art and music and the local scene. Hang on a second, I need to help my dog.
gonna go. Go on now. Go on now. But yeah, uh, so New York Morning, very good album, and Bocek put out an album called Here Now Def Later, and Slitty Wrists put out his Slitty Wrists LP, and my boy Silver, who I already mentioned, put out Silver Tape. Um, I, I like, I just like all four of these albums uh, a lot. You know, with Jesse Piff and Sam, you got some straight ahead quasi psychedelic quasi banger like hip hop music um with slitty wrist you have your psychedelic poetry and and uh you know ethereal uh third eye opening rap with bocek you got the art rock the the funky art rock sound i like those guys a lot and uh silver has a really hard hitting sound Silver produces a lot of his own stuff, and I like that. His his shit his shit hits hard, so I definitely recommend checking all those people out. But that's it for this week. Um, keep in mind, coronavirus hasn't gone anywhere, so continue to wash your hands, wear your masks, and practice safe sex. And I will catch you losers a little further on down that long, lonesome road. Juan Sanchez, one of your next girlfriends. Peace.